0: Hey guys, it's Yusuf out here in Phoenix. Well, today I didn't exactly start off the way I wanted to. Uh I woke up uh just uh was ready to go to the bathroom and uh I ended up having a heater uh and not the way I wanted to start off a championship Sunday, but um I'm doing alright. Um I was really hoping the Bucks were gonna pull off this game and man, what a game. So excited! First team in Super Bowl history that have their or the team that has their own home game. This is great. Uh, I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait for two weeks from now. I'm super excited. I mean, Brady didn't play his best game either, which is crazy. But you know, we did what we had to do, and we get ready for Buffalo and or Kansas City. So. When we get out of here, um, hopefully I don't have any more seizures between now and the Super Bowl, but I I think it was an isolated incident. But anyways, I'm going to go enjoy the ceremony for the Bucs here before the uh, Buffalo and Kansas City game start. All right, guys. Looking forward to two weeks from today. Go Bucs.
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team.
2: Every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive 20% off your next order. I am James Yarko, flying kind of solo in this episode. David Harrison down in Mobile, Alabama covering the Senior Bowl. There will be some Senior Bowl content on this podcast, not today, but coming up tomorrow and again on Friday. We're gonna we're gonna check in with David regarding the senior bowl. And of course, he has some senior bowl content up over at BucksNation.com where you can find the both of us. Uh make sure you're following along on Twitter at locked on bucks at J underscore Bucks at D Harrison82 and at Bucks underscore nation. So I say I'm flying solo today, though kind of, we will have a guest coming up in segment two, Jordan Moore, formerly of Boston 25 News and now with Spectrum Bay News, checks in with us to talk about the season that was with Tom Brady, this current Buccaneers playoff run, and how he sees the Super Bowl shaking out, and of course... I have tons of voicemails from all of you that we're gonna go ahead and dive into some of those. I'd like to thank Yousef for kicking off the show. Youssef, hope you're feeling all right, man. We love hearing from you. Uh you know, obviously that was a scary situation. So all of all of our listeners and all the fellow Bucks fans, of course, are pulling for you to be just fine. Hopefully that was an isolated incident and you are uh you are raring to go, ready for Super Bowl 55. But we do have some voicemails coming up. Then in segment three, Patricia Traina of the Locked on Giants podcast has checked in with us. We're going to be doing some of these little spots sprinkled in throughout the next couple of weeks of hosts of Locked on podcasts that faced the Buccaneers during the season and kind of a what they remember from that game. And how they see the Super Bowl shaking out in these little when we played them segments. So we'll hear from Patricia in segment three. But we're gonna kick things off with another voicemail, this one from our friend Zach.
1: What is up, guys? It is Zach from Dallas. Ah, <sighs> my palpitations. My palpitations. The Bucks are Super Bowl bound. Holy crap. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm having trouble finding the words to say other than Brady was giving me palpitations in the second half there. I was tracking my heart rate in the second half, and there were multiple times I was well over 100 beats per minute. Uh, So I might as well have been working out while watching the second half of that game. But... I am so glad our defense stepped up when they had to, especially missing Antoine and then Mike Edwards going out. That was a huge job by our, our front to get pressure to, you know, take the threat of the deep ball somewhat away. You know, it got close a couple of times. It just, oh my goodness. Chris Godwin. Hey, he got over a hundred yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but he's got to get those drops figured out. There was a couple of plays where that killed us. Brady's got to figure out what he's done with those with those deep balls, not throwing it up. Just throw it out of bounds. Don't don't throw it up on a hope and a prayer, because our prayers haven't been answered when he's been doing that lately. Um, I, I'm trying to stay as calm as I can for this because I am so excited. Here's to being the first team to ever play in the Super Bowl in their home turf. Here's to you guys getting to talk about Bucks' Super Bowl for 2 weeks now. So not only are we going, but you guys get to talk about what's going to go on Super Bowl week for 2 weeks now. As always, go Bucks, fire them cannons
2: boys. Zach, thank you very much for the call. And yeah, it is exciting to talk about uh you know, the Super Bowl here for the next couple of weeks, but there's only so many storylines that we can get into. Uh, without becoming so unbearably repetitive like some of the uh, the mainstream shows are going to be doing. So David and I are trying to find some creative ways to go about this and and try to steer the, the conversation in different ways. So your guys' calls, of course, always help. So do the other Lockdown hosts by checking in. And then we have an interesting look at, uh, at Brady and his season with the Buccaneers coming up from Jordan Moore here in segment but we're going to touch on one more voicemail real quick from somebody else familiar with Tom Brady in that Boston area.
3: What's up boys? It's Tyler from Boston. I can't believe it. I really can't. It doesn't feel real yet. hasn't set in and luckily we got a little bit of time for it to settle, settle in. Wow. It's been a long time coming. You know, I, (laughs) a lot of your, a lot of our callers, you guys' callers, you guys, I mean, Hey everybody, the Bucks fan community, man. We we've, we've been wanting something like this for a long time, and it feels really good. Um, just one note I have about the game, really. Uh, man, you want to talk about aggressive play calling, and maybe conservative play calling at times. I felt, you know, the Bucks, uh, you know, whether it was left or BA or whoever, man. At times, it felt too aggressive with those deep shots, and just, you know, late in the game. But then. For Green Bay, for them to take the field goal instead of try at least to go either try to get the first and goal or or the, or the score, it felt like man aggressive play calling was just <laughs> that may have been that may have been a big part of what determined the game. But hey, I can't be happier with the result. That's it's unreal. It feels right, and I'm so excited. Go Bucks,
2: Tyler. Thank you very much for the call. And uh, we're actually going to get into that that decision to kick the field goal here in just a minute right before that interview that I had with Jordan Moore. But, you know, I I liked the aggressiveness even though it didn't work out in the second half because it was that same aggressiveness. They got Scotty Miller in the end zone. And for those of you that haven't seen it yet, I recommend you check out the Buccaneers YouTube page. Um, you know, they have they have Mike Evans mic'd up. And, um, you know, I saw an interview with Bruce Arians on the Rich Eisen show, and Rich Eisen had said, I was expecting you guys, you know, quick sideline out, uh, gain a few more yards, and then send Ryan suck up on. And Bruce Arians said, yeah, that's exactly what the Packers were thinking too, which is why Byron Leftwich came up to me and said, look, they're expecting us to go short and get out of bounds. Let's, let's go deep. Let's go for the kill shot. And Bruce said, I love it, and he called the play into Brady. It was a perfect pass. It was a perfect catch. And so it was that aggressiveness that was able – to really get them some separation from the Packers and prove to be a big difference in the game. Real quick, before we move on, have to give a shout out to some of our friends. And you know what season it is, everybody. Yeah, it's Super Bowl season, but it's also tax season. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. Also, one of those things that you could do with that tax return, or maybe while you're letting one of those tax experts do your return return for you, you can get yourself on one of these fantastic echelon machines when it comes to getting or staying in shape nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself echelon can get you there echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes fitness mirrors rowing machines and their echelon stride smart treadmill no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try in any Echelon fitness equipment at home, for 30 days go to echelonfit.com slash locked on that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash locked on what up boys steven
4: from north alabama i know i usually come in a little bit hotter than this but uh still think it's uh still think it's setting in you know it's um you know, I think back to, to the early days at the beginning of my Bucks fanhood shit and I was like, like a kid the first time we won the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't appreciate how amazing it was to even get there until I experienced these last, you know, 19 years or so of, uh, of bucks football and it's been a wild ride it's been a fun ride man it feels good to be here it seems like just not so long ago we were just like we just want to invite to the dance and then we're like well we just want to beat the washington football team they're the worst team in the playoffs and then we're like we just want to beat the saints they're the they're the rival they're the big bully and we just kept doing it i don't know man i'd love to win it but i can't believe it we made history so um i've enjoyed the ride and we get we get to go to the we get to go to the Super Bowl, guys. So, uh,
2: go Bucks! It's a Wednesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And when you're done listening to us, you can get more of the sports news you need and less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts. As promised, coming up now, we have my conversation with Jordan Moore of Spectrum Bay News, formerly of Boston 25 News, as we talk about Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Super Bowl 55. Joining me now from Spectrum Bay News by way of Boston 25 News is Jordan Moore. Jordan, how you doing, buddy? What's up?
5: How are you? I'm glad to to be on.
2: Yeah, yeah, excited to have you on. Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about somebody that you've you've covered for quite some time, you know, coming from Boston, now working uh covering the Buccaneers as a sports writer and producer for Spectrum Bay News. So kind of what's your what's your year in review take of Tom Brady as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in what was really a wild season, no offseason, and now all of a sudden. They rattle off seven games in a row after falling to seven and five and they're getting ready to play in their second Super Bowl in franchise history.
5: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me is just you know, the improvement from day one. I know it's, you know, kind of cliche to look at, you know, Tom Brady's lead down south from up north. Um and a whole different system whole new coach whole new team and yeah it's easy to sit here and say you know he had the weapons and he brought Gronk with him but even Gronk too had to learn that new system under new coaches and um, that sort of stuff had limited practices um, you know limited communication in terms of team meetings and that sort of stuff and you know just the improvement from day one is is the biggest thing that I can take away um, you know from this season I, I think you know, looking at, you know, the, the start of the season and when they played the Chiefs the first time, I think, you know, they lost to the Chiefs and their record was seven and five or something like that. Um, and ever since that game, it, it kind of like lit a fire under them. Like, hey, like this is how good we have to be to be, you know, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And, you know, I think the turning point from this year is really that Falcons game where they were down big at half and then they, you know, came storming back to eventually win. I think since then they never really looked back. Yeah, the competition and, and the caliber of teams wasn't that good. But, you know, it's kind of what a team needs to go into a playoffs like that. And, you know, you look at, at the playoffs in Washington, I think Washington was a lot better than their record showed. And I think, you know, during that game, they kind of had best case scenario for them. You know, Heineke, a practice squad type player, came in and played lights out. Um, I think, you know, the offensive line, that game did very good with the, the uh, Washington pass rush um, and and, the, and stopping their defense. And then, you know, you look at, they had to go to New Orleans and beat Drew Brees, um, you know, one of the goats, and, and they, they handled that pretty well. Um, and then they had to, you know, go to Green Bay and face Aaron Rodgers in the MVP this year. And they handled that. So I just think that it's just a massive improvement from day one. And, you know, with my time, you know, really covering Brady up in Boston, I think last year just seemed a lot different. This year seems like Brady is so much, um, you know, more motivated to win. Um, I don't know if that's just because, you know, it's a new team. He wants to prove himself. He wants to prove that it was him and, 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 you know, whatever you wanna wanna call it. But I just think last year he didn't really have that desire like he did. I I, I think last year when I really covered him with the Patriots, and, and a lot of Bucks fans might not know this, but you know, Antonio Brown was on the Patriots. Yeah, everybody knows that. But I think when he left the Patriots, it was kind of like a, a rift um, between Belichick and, and Tom Brady and Robert Kraft. Um, and that and that's really where things I think got distant I don't think that I think Brady wanted to give Antonio Brown like a, another chance um, and I think he knew that he needed weapons to beat the Chiefs and and the AFC um, and even the Titans they lost to the Titans I, I don't think anyone really expected that but I just think that he knew that he needed weapons um, and I don't know if Belichick really thought that he needed more weapons than he already had. Um, and, and, you know, Edelman was banged up last year and that sort of stuff. And I, I, I think about the turning point of that is really the, the Chiefs game last year. The, they came into Foxboro and, and beat the Patriots. Um, and then ever since then, the Patriots never really, um, you know, improved or, or, or really beat any good caliber teams after that. And I think that was really, you know, Brady saying, hey, like, I need more. You're not going to give it to me. I'm going to balance after this year and I think that it really lit a fire under him and you know want it made him want to to prove himself with the Bucks and I think he's definitely done that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady has an opportunity to do something that has never been done before on a couple of different levels, obviously hosting a Super Bowl in your home stadium, but not only that, he's only the second quarterback in NFL history to start a Super Bowl for both an AFC and an NFC team, the other one being Craig Morton, the difference is Tom Brady can become the first one to win a Super Bowl for an AFC and an NFC team as a quarterback. Craig Morton lost both of the Super Bowls he was in uh, with the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. So you wonder if if maybe some of that motivation creeps in a little bit or if a lot of it is just saying, look, I can do this as a 43-year-old quarterback you know, with a new team with a shortened off season, because I was not a system quarterback. I am a system. Um, you right, take a look, uh, you, you take a look at this playoff run and I've kind of compared it to that of 2002. Now the, the 2002 team didn't get that first playoff game against a team with a losing record. In fact, they had a buy, but, You take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles back for that 2002 team as that one team that the Buccaneers had to overcome, get that monkey off their back to really propel them to a Super Bowl championship, and I think it's very similar to the Saints in 2020. This is a team that had won five in a row, embarrassed the Buccaneers on their home field on national television, and the Bucs were able to go in. And beat them in their house in the playoffs, and then go on and beat who is likely the 2020 MVP and Aaron Rodgers in his house. All the talk about you know nobody's playing better than the Packers right now. You have the weather, yada yada yada. How do you look at this three-game playoff run that the Buccaneers have been on to take them to a Super Bowl against Mahomes? Where again? everyone's saying the Bucs can't beat them because look at all the weapons the chiefs have and look at what the chiefs did to the Bucs earlier in the season. And, and there's that doubt surrounding whether the Buccaneers are capable or not.
5: Yeah. I think also something too, is that a lot of, you know, media guys and analysts and stuff picked Washington to beat the Bucs too. You know, they were, you know, kind of hot, you know, beating the Eagles and a couple teams, Um, at the end of the year. And, you know, all the talk was, you know, their defense and stuff and and Tom Brady and the Bucs really just, you know, put that away and and really just shut them up. And, you know, even going to the, to the saints game, that's a team that, you know, really destroyed the Bucs in the regular season. But, you know, we all know how tough it is to be, you know, a team three times in a row. Um, And I mean, Drew Brees, you know, he, He's hurt, and you know, um, at the end of his career, and, and that sort of thing. But um, he still had the drive to to win. That team, that defense was stellar for the Saints, um, and you know, Tom Brady looked and, and the offense looked very well that game. I I thought, I thought they were much more aggressive than they had been um, in, in previous games against the. Saints um, and then you know you're right the, all the talk was you know a southern team going up north in, in the snow to or cold weather to play Green Bay and you know Ann Rodgers who will probably win MVP this year and it's it was the same thing it, it, you know the Bucs handled their business the defense played extraordinary and I think it's you know the same exact thing for the fourth time in a row the Super Bowl you know the Bucks are underdogs um, going against the reigning you know, MVP and Super Bowl champs. And I, I just I don't know. I don't know if it's just me wanting the bucks to win and, and Tom Brady to get a seventh ring, but I I really like the bucks in this game. I just I think that they have too much momentum. Not that the Saints don't I mean not that the Chiefs don't. Um, but I, just, I just think that they've come so far, you know, they set history with, with making, you know, the Super Bowl in their, in their home stadium. I just think they've come too far to kind of let it slip away at
2: this point. Yeah, I'm certainly with you there. It's the third game in a row now that the Buccaneers are three and a half point underdogs, which is just wild to me. And, you know, I, as, as I was talking to my son, I was, I was talking to my wife and, and you see all the pundits picking the, the chiefs and you're right. I had completely forgotten that the Washington football team almost became that quote unquote, sexy upset pick for the weekend. How, you know, they talk about there's always that one big upset on wildcard weekend that nobody sees coming. And, and Washington football team was it, you know, over the Buccaneers at home, uh, Chase Young skipping off the field. I want Tom tell Tom I'm coming. Uh, mm-hmm. So see, so yeah, I mean, the bucks really, if, I, I think even if Washington has nine wins, the Bucks might be underdogs in that game as well. I think the, the odds makers found it difficult to make the Bucs underdogs against a, a seven and nine Washington football team. But you take a look at this game, the Bucs struggled to contain Tyreek Hill in that first quarter. We all know, you know, over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had eight targets, eight catches, over 80 yards receiving. Mahomes had an absolutely incredible day. But as that game went on, you know, the Bucks defense got more and more acclimated, and they did more and more to be able to slow down and stop the Chiefs. And what looked like it was going to be a complete bloodbath ended up being Mm -hmm. a 27 to 24 game. So let's go ahead, Jordan, and take a look at Super Bowl 55. How do you see the Bucks matching up? What can they do to beat? the Kansas City Chiefs, and what is your final score prediction?
5: Yeah, I think something to watch for um, is Carlton Davis against Tyree Kill. I think Tyree Kill, you know, scorched him in the in the first game. Um, and, I mean, that was his first time going against Tyree Kill. You know, he's probably one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in football, and it's tough, but I think it actually helps the Bucks that they made adjustments in that second half of that chiefs game and it helps them that they've faced the chiefs. Um, And, you know, you could say the same about the the chiefs as well, um, you know, facing the bucks, but I just think they made so many good adjustments in that second half and and it made that game. So, so much closer than anyone even thought, thought, you know, I even thought it was going to be a blowout at halftime and, you know, the bucks came storming back and, and the chiefs had to get one first down to end the game. Um, who knows if, if Tom Brady and company, you know, if they got the ball back uh, at the end of that fourth quarter, if they could have scored, you know, so I um, for this Super Bowl, I, I just I, I'm looking at the defense to really step up, um, you know, more than they did in the first half of that game, sort of like they did in the second half. Um, I think the offense will be fine. I don't know if the chiefs defense is really, you know, great. I think they're a solid defense that got them to the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, there's some holes in that, in that defense too. I think the bills, um, kind of exposed some towards the end of that game, uh, the other day, but you know, I, I just, I have a hard feeling and, and I said it before the NFC championship game. I don't know if the bucks, I think they're, I just think they're hungrier. And I mean, you know, the, the chiefs have a super bowl title, you know, under their belts already. Yeah. They want to, you know, become the first since the Patriots to repeat, but um, I, I just find it hard to believe that the bucks get this far in their home stadium, um, you know, with the whole world watching And I, I just don't see that see Tom Brady losing a game like that. that might be a little you know biased towards you know me and stuff like that but I, I just I just don't see them getting this far and losing this game. I think that the defense is definitely going to step up and limit Mahomes more than um, they did you know in the first half of that game. I, I think it's I think it's a high scoring game just because it's very hard to stop you know that chief's offense but I think the Bucks will also score too um and I think it's going to be kind of that game where you know whoever has the ball late in, in the fourth quarter is, is going to win the game but that that's okay for the Bucks because I think you know if you look at their last three playoff games that's kind of how it's been so you know besides maybe the Washington game but um it's been closer than people thought and I, I just I think it's going to be a close game I think the final score I'm going to go kind of high I'm going to go 43 to uh 20 or no 43 to 38 bucks
2: i love it i love it It, you you get you get 81 combined points between the bucks and the chiefs and we would be in for a very very entertaining (laughs) evening Why why
5: not why not just put on a show for you know for this year um, for all the healthcare workers there and that sort of stuff. Just, just put on a show. It's It'll be the best Super Bowl. It's already going to be, you know, the most anticipated Super Bowl probably in the last 10 years. So why not? Let's just make it high score.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jordan, thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Everybody out there, make sure that you are following Jordan on Twitter at IJordanMoore, that's M O O R. E and all of his work over there at Spectrum Bay News 9. Jordan, thank you again, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Good bucks. A big thank you once again to Jordan Moore. Again, follow him on Twitter at I Jordan Moore. That's M O O R E. Coming up in our final segment, we will get to that conversation about Green Bay going for the field goal on fourth down as we touch on one more voicemail. And we hear from Patricia Trena, the host of Locked On Giants. But first, a couple more shout-outs to some friends of ours. And look, it happened in the divisional round. It happened in the NFC Championship game. And it's happening again in Super Bowl 55, your beloved NFC champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Can't have that. And if you want to wager against that spread, as you should, hammer the Buccaneers. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. All the Super Bowl 55 game player, and halftime prop bets your little heart can desire. You got the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, MLB is starting up in just a few weeks. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, everyone. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. One more shout out To some of our favorite people they've been around for a long time with us supporting us and we support them because we believe in them and we love their product you know who i'm talking about talking about built bar that new built bar is even deliciouser than the last one you got caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake an Apple Almond Crisp to go along with their 12 original flavors. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. They're perfect for the keto diet. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Cookies and cream bar. My son eats one before every hockey game. Gets him a little bit of energy. That way he's not starving out there on the ice. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, Four grams of net carbs. Guys, it's like eating an Oreo candy bar. It's fantastic. Look, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you're going to receive 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bugs podcast and When you're done listening to this, and then you check out the new Locked on Today podcast, you need to head over to Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked on Peacocks and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, every move, all around the National Football League. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. One more voicemail to dive into before we hear from our friend Patricia from Locked On Giants.
0: Hi, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, Bobby from Indianapolis. Listening to you guys for the last couple of years. First time calling in. Uh, one, first of all, I wanted to say, you know, we're going to Super Bowl. It's awesome. Be the first team in history to At the home field advantage, uh, more or less wanted to see and get your guys' opinion on that, uh, Green Bay field goal instead of going for the touchdown to try winning the game. Uh, much love to you
2: guys. Love listening to your podcast. Uh, see y'all later. Bobby. Where you been, my man? You said you've been listening for a couple of years and this is your first time calling in. We want to hear from you far more often than that, but we thank you for calling in and making your debut here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And look, Bob, that fourth and goal decision was an interesting one. We all know Aaron Rodgers is not happy about it. He talked about it again on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. We all know how much I love Pat McAfee, Um he wasn't happy about it. A lot of Packers fans weren't happy about it. There's a lot of second-guessing. But you know what else Aaron Rodgers said? He said, look, if we kick the field goal there, we we force a three and out, get the ball back, score a touchdown, take the lead, everyone's talking about how LaFleur's a genius. And he's absolutely right. We have the benefit of hindsight. It didn't work. I understand the thought process. If it were me in that situation, and there's a reason Matt LaFleur is paid much more money than I am, to, uh, to call football games and coach football, whereas I sit behind a keyboard and a microphone and I just talk about it, I would have gone for it. You have the MVP of the National Football League under center on fourth and goal. And look, worst case scenario, even if you don't get it, you are pinning the Buccaneers offense inside their own 10, forcing them to dig themselves out of a hole, string together a couple of first downs, and try to ice the game. The momentum there can shift dramatically. The defense had played so well the entire second half. I didn't agree with the call as far as from a football standpoint for those analytics fanatics. You know the the win probability between going for it and kicking the field goal nearly identical i think it was a 1% difference so even the analytic people can't say oh well it was the right decision to do this right decision to do no it was a nearly identical situation so you have to score a touchdown there and and get the two point conversion if you kick the field goal you make the stop you have all your timeouts you're giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with about a minute 40 minute 30 left and he could pull off a miraculous play like we've seen him do so many times then you don't even have to kick the extra point you you walk off as the champion and, and head off to the super bowl you know by kicking that field goal and then getting in the touchdown you needed 8 that gives you 9 so i get it i get it me personally i would have gone for it i would have trusted my mvp quarterback to go out there and make a play i would have trusted my elite receiver to make a play But the Bucks defense did a great job, especially down in that red zone. You take a look at the historic numbers the Packers were putting up inside the red zone, especially in the postseason. The Bucs did what you know a lot of teams couldn't do. And that's when they're, you know, with their backs against the wall, with their backs against the goal line, they stood tall. And they made stops. So credit to them. This wasn't a situation. I know Saints fans want to complain. Oh, well, the Bucs didn't win. The Saints lost. And now Packers fans. Oh, well, the Bucs didn't win. The Packers lost. No. The Bucks defense stood up and made a statement the last two weeks. You cannot discredit What this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has done, what Devin White has done these last two games, what Sean Murphy Bunting has done every single playoff game so far, joining Ed Reed, Hall of Famer Ed Reed, as the only players in NFL history to record an interception in three consecutive postseason games. That's incredible. So I don't want to hear any of this, oh, well, this team lost it. The Buccaneers didn't win it. No, the Buccaneers defense has gone out there each week and taken the souls from these opposing offenses, and I hope they can do it again against Kansas City. Speaking of which, we have Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants coming up right now to talk about the week that was when the Giants and the Bucks squared off on Monday Night Football and then talking about what she thinks might happen in Super Bowl 55.
6: Monday Night Football, Week 8, MetLife Stadium, site of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New York Giants, a game that the Buccaneers narrowly won 25-23. I'm Patricia Trainer, host of the Locked On Giants podcast. And the thing I remember most about that game was how both teams were pretty much even, except in one critical category, turnovers. The Bucks, who finished the 2020 NFL season fifth in turnover differential, converted two Giants turnovers into 10 points, overcoming a 14-3 Giants lead at one point to come storming back in the third quarter, erasing the Giants lead and never looking back in the process. Another thing I remember most was that that Bucks defense and how it shredded the Giants offensive line. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones was sacked three times in that game, one of those sacks by old friend Jason Pierre-Paul. Jones was also hit a total of 11 times as the Bucks never let up on the pressure. That Bucks defense would go on to finish in the top 10 league-wide overall, and it's a big key to how the Bucks are going to top the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. According to Pro Football Focus, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has completed just 48.5% of his pass attempts when under pressure, and half of his six interceptions and all of his sacks have come while under duress. No quarterback likes to be knocked around in the pocket, Mahomes included. And as was the case when the Bucks played the Giants, I think that Bucks defense getting pressure against Mahomes will be the kryptonite and the key to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers topping the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
2: Thank you very much, Patricia, for jumping on and talking about that. It looks like... Uh... You know, Patricia believes that the Buccaneers can pull it off. I got a friend of mine, uh, shout out Johnny Grosso. Uh, he's a big Giants fan, and he texted me before the game on Sunday, and he said, hey, wanted you to know that I'm rooting for the Buccaneers to win it all. I want them to beat Green Bay, and then I want them to beat whoever they face in the AFC. And it kind of took me by surprise, and and I, I sent him a, a laughing emoji, and I said, why on earth are you rooting for Tom Brady? He said, "Well, every time Tom Brady wins another ring, it makes Eli Manning look that much better." You love it. You love it. I I I I had to laugh and uh I thanked Johnny for his support and you know, here we go. Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl 55 coming up tomorrow. David is going to be talking some senior bowl. I will have the episode off, but we will reconvene on Friday to recap the best and worst of the week, according to you guys the voted over at Bucksnation.com. If you're listening to this before noon on Wednesday, you still have time to place your vote and decide who was the best and the worst of the week. Until then, please check out everything going on over at and Make sure you're following along on Twitter at lockedonbucks, at JayArco underscore bucks, at DHarris82, and at bucks. Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. We thank you so much for joining us right here.